Project Tariag Day 50, the last of the mitzvahs of the Yemutaibi, Mitzvah Shin Chavhei, and that is the mitzvah of sitting on the sukkah. The Kosik says, A sukkah's teish for Shiva's Yamim, and a person's mukhir to sit in the sukkah for the seven days of sukkahs. The reason for the mitzvah, the Pasuk says itself, the man Yedu de Resechim, Kiba Sukkah is a shaft is Pnei Israel. It's a way for us, Pnei Israel, to remember. The Nisim Hashem did for us when he took us out of Mitzrayim, when we went through the desert. Either he made, the, according to the opinion that it's referring to the Anani Yaakovot, the miraculous protection that Hashem provided against the elements, against the animals. And even according to the opinion that it's referring to the houses they made themselves, but nevertheless, it reminds us of the experience of the time we spent in the desert and all the Nisim Hashem did for us when we were there. Adds, like all mitzvahs, that remembering the chesed Hashem does for us is a motivation for us to be more careful in doing mitzvahs, and that we will be zeched to a continued flow of bracha from Hashem. The halachas, how it applies to a sukkah, firstly the sizes of a sukkah, a sukkah is not allowed to be bigger than 20 amas, high, it can't be less than 10 tfachim. Similarly, it has to be at least 7 tfachim by 7 tfachim in its size, less than that is possible, and it needs a minimum of 3 walls, or a tzuris pesach which means a doorway, which means 2 posts, and some kind of lintel on top of them. Regarding the roofing of the sukkah, the two conditions, it has to be something which comes from the ground and isn't a kabotoma, which means that even though Food comes from the ground, since it's a kabotoma, one can't use foodstuffs as schach. The pasuk learns from Psalis, Gerim Yakev, if one uses the stalks of the wheat on those parts of the plant which grow from the ground, which aren't edible. How much schach there has to be is enough that most of the sukkah is covered in shade. And the question is, how thick can the schach be? Even if it's very thick, it would still be kosher. As long as it's not waterproof. If some of the schach is possible, then the sukkah may still be kosher, as long as there's the shear which is covered with kosher schach, and there isn't more than four tvachim of non-kosher schach in the middle, which would invalidate the sukkah. Similarly, if not all the sukkah is covered and it's an airspace, the airspace may not be possible, it would depend how much of a gap there, there is in the middle of the sukkah. If it would be more than three tvachim, then it would split the sukkah into two. Similarly, the rafa is that there can't be another covering on top of the schach, and therefore a two-story sukkah, one of them would be possible, or a sukkah and an overhanging tree or, or ledge or roof would also be possible. For the same reason, one can't sleep under a bed in a sukkah, if the bed has the dimensions of a roof on its own right. And the same would apply to a four-poster bed, which the canopy would be a second covering besides for the schach. The unique halacha of sukkahs is that one should live in the sukkah as he normally would lives in his house. And therefore, if a person is bit tired, it's uncomfortable for him to be in the sukkah, to the extent that had he felt that way in his house, he would move somewhere else. A person would be allowed to leave the sukkah in those circumstances as well. And similarly, a traveler or someone who's sick or someone involved in a mitzvah would be puttered from sitting in the sukkah. The halakha is 
that the words used to build the Sukkah of the Sach is Muktza Midaraisa for all the seven days of Sukkot. And on the eighth day, it will also, and Shminatzeris will also be also because it was Muktza when the day began. So to decorations in the Sukkah are also, also to be used for other purposes because they've been set aside to be used for a mitzvah. The mitzvah sukkah applies in every place and time, but only to men, not to ladies, because it's a positive mitzvah, which is time-bound. If a person is over in the sisur and this mitzvah and doesn't eat the minimum shear in the sukkah, on the first night we learn that a person is bachir to eat in the sukkah, we learn it from matzahs, and in the rest of sukkahs, if a person wants to eat, then he's bachir to eat in the sukkah, and if he doesn't do that, or he doesn't sleep there, he's mevatal this mitzvah saseh, but if a person doesn't want to eat, or he wants to eat those kinds of foods which aren't kaveya suda, which don't set aside a specific uh, importance of being a meal, and any of that which is allowed to eat out of the sukkah, then he hasn't been revatal this mitzvah except for the first night when he's mechuyev to eat in the sukkah. However, there were those chassidim and rishonim people who were more on their mitzvahs that made sure to eat everything throughout the course of sukkah, so yeah, only in the sukkah. Mitzvah Shin Chavav, and that's later I say not to work our land during the seventh year, which is Shmita. The Pasuk says of Ashana Shviz, during the seventh year, Sadhkhalat Israel, a person can't plant his field. We already saw previously the Mitzvah of Shmita, of leaving the field empty for the seventh year. And in this Isser, it applies, never Shmita applies with the Raisa, if a person would plant his field during Shviz, remains it if he had Malkus. Mitzvah Shin Chavzayin, there is a Mitzvah Shlein Naisa avoid the Gambilanus, you shouldn't work out trees either. It's not just a din in the ground, it's also a din in the trees which grow up from the ground. The Pasuk says, Karmel Cholitizma, which means don't prune your vineyard. And even though we've mentioned already not to plant and grow, work with the field, the second Issa tells us, that one also can't work with one's trees. And similarly to the mitzvah before, if a person would be over in this, he would be chayav malchus. Mitzvah shen chavches, and that is not to harvest svichim in, in shviz. The Bible says, as svich k'tzircha leitikta, a person shouldn't harvest the svichim of which grow in the seventh year. And a svich is something which grows from the ground. Uh, without, even without needing to be planted, it grows you know, wild, so to speak. And therefore, even though he hasn't planted it, it would be also to harvest it during Shreyas. And at the Raisa level, it doesn't mean one's not allowed to eat it. It means that a person is not allowed to harvest it as he normally harvests, which means to keep for himself and to store it. However, to take some of the fruit which grows to eat, and just to as anyone else would do, would be allowed. As long as it shows, looks from the way he's doing it, he's not doing a, a harvest as someone would do in their own property, but he's rather he's taking what he needs to eat out of the ownerless property, which is, as we saw previously, the point of Shvi's that we have to deal with and relate to our property as if it belongs to Hashem and not to ourselves. Chazal give a share of three meals if that's the amount of persons allowed to take for an advance, um, even from the fruits which grow in their own within in his fields.
against eating Svichin um, during Shvis and the reason for this was was because there were many people who were planting in their fields in Shvis so like did against the Alakha but they claimed if the seeds had scattered and the plants grew on their own and therefore Hazal made a against anything which would have been planted Be'isr and this claim could be made that it had grown on its own that it would be also across the board for anyone to eat on Shviz um, and therefore fruits which don't grow because they're planted on an annual basis they grow from the trees which are already there wouldn't apply this issue of Svichel would not apply to them right this mitzvah applies both the men and the ladies but only in Eretz Yisrael and Minatariah only when there was a dinner of Shviz Minatariah which was when all Kayashal were there in other places around there to show or to show today where Abana made Gedarim put safeguards in place to keep the halachas of Shviz in these places as well. If a person would be over in the town of Basin Mikdash, which means he would harvest his field and store it and keep it for himself, then he would be Chayav Malchus. And the, if a person would eat Svichin altogether, after Chazal forbade that, then you'd be chayef, Marcus Marius, which is the penalty for disobeying a mitzvah de Rabban. Mitzvah Shin Chavtes, and that is just like we saw about things which grow from the ground, the same idea applies to fruit. The Pasuk says, as in vain as a person is not allowed to harvest the grapes from his vines, which means similar to before, not that he can't eat them, but he can't harvest them in the way which an owner would and store them and keep them only for himself. Therefore, even the way that a person picks fruits during Shviz has to be different. The mission says that when it comes to figs of Shviz, a person can't use the normal equipment that he does for cutting figs. He has to use a different kind of a knife. Similarly, if a person wants to squeeze the grapes, he can't use his regular wine press he has to show a difference in the, the tools that he's using what the pastor calls invain nizirecho means the unloved in the grapes which a person has been nizirecho which he has separated himself from which means they stop, he has to make them hefka which means they're not as belonging to him but rather open for everybody to help themselves to Rabban explains, refers to the grapes of the field that you have left and not tended to and not worked because it's also also in Shviz to look after or tend to one's trees. The same as all the other mitzvahs, if a person would be over in this, in the past times in Shviz, applies with the Raisa, in Eretz Yisrael, both men and women would be Chayev Malchus. Mitzvah Shin Lamed. And that's the mitzvah of counting the years every year towards the Shemitah year. And then every Shemitah, until after seven Shemitahs, we get to the Yevil. This mitzvah only applies when there was a Yevil, which means when the entire Jewish population was living in Eretz Israel. And this is a mitzvah on the based in Agadol, as representatives of the Jewish people, to count each year towards the Shemitah and then seven Shemitahs towards the Yevil.
The reason for the mitzvah, the chinuch starts by saying a simple reason, and that is just like the message of Shviz and Yovel is to teach and to remind us that everything belongs to Hashem. The ground belongs to Him, even one slave, which so he has to bring the Yovel. People belong to Hashem as well, and therefore everything returns to where Hashem wants it to be. As well as that, uh, the drive that people have to try and steal or take property which doesn't belong to them would not be so prevalent in the Yovel, which in any case, everything returns to its previous owner. The Chinuch was a comparison to what was applicable in his times that the kings used to expropriate property from the landlords and the reason was for them to show that they were in control of that authority and Hashem similarly shows us that he want, we want to remember that Hashem, that the land belongs to Hashem. The Chinuch also alludes to the fact but there's a certain deep Kabbalistic secret when it comes to the Shvis and the Yevil. He says Shemati in the Indian is so nifla, and uh, he doesn't tell us what it is, more than showing us many times throughout the Torah that there's, that there's a significance to the number seven. Whether it's the seven years to a Yevil, and then the seven to a Shemit, and the seven Shemitahs to a Yevil, the seven days of the week, the seven days of the Yemen of Pesach and Sukkot, we see that there's an importance to number seven. Similarly, he wants to show that originally seven sheep were used by Ramavina to make a covenant. Bilam, who was trying to, so to speak, use whatever he knew of Ruchnius to procreate Hashem, built seven Mizbeachs. And even the idea of making a covenant, an oath to something called a Shvur, comes from the language of Shiva. However, the Chinoah says, I've done enough by pointing this out that there is this concept and he doesn't explain to us more what this deep side is. The second point that he brings up and that is that we find that the Torah counts as a mitzvah uh, counting the years towards the Shemitah and the Yevil. However, when it comes to counting days for a person who is Tomei, such as a Zav and a Zav we saw previously, that they have to count seven days with and not Tomei, that's not counted as a mitzvah, we don't find that they have to count the days just to keep a cheshman, you know, how many days have passed. It says the Chinuch again without explaining, one can't ask from one mitzvah to the other. Sometimes the way that the mitzvah is interpreted is one way, and sometimes Chazal or Kaishal understood that the way the mitzvah has to be interpreted was different. However, the Chinuch doesn't explain to us what the reason for that difference is, he just gives us another example of this. And that is the number of mitzvahs in the Torah, which are called schiras, a person's instructed to remember something, such as remembering Shabbos, remembering Sias Mitzrayim, remembering Ramonak Dutzas, remembering Miriam. And sometimes the way we fulfill that obligation is by speaking. We have to remember it verbally. And sometimes it's enough just to remember in our thoughts. There too, the same concept in the Torah is expressed in different ways. Right, the mitzvah of Yevil only applied when the entire Kaisha went Eretz Israel and only began after each Shevet had been given its portion, which means after seven years of conquest and seven years of division of Eretz Israel, then the Yevils and the Shemitahs began. They only applied in Eretz Israel. However, when there was a Yevil, and the mitzvahs of Yevil would apply across the world, 
and therefore wherever a person would have slaves, he would have to free his slaves in the evil year. When there's no evil, there's no replacement with the Rabbanan, except for the din of Shemitah, which does apply still today even Rabbanan level, and same thing with the season of Shemitah that applies to loans, which also applies even today on a rabbinic level. And that is a mitzvah to blow a shofar on the Yevil on Yom Kippur. The Bible says clearly, about a shofar true, a person should blow a shofar. The Yom Kippur of the Yevil, that's where one needs to blow a shofar throughout Eretz Yisrael. And the reason for that was, the Gemara tells us that that was a symbol of the dinim of Yevil which would take effect. And therefore the slaves would go free and then re- would return to its original owner. And Rosh Hashanah the Shafer is for each individual and that is to remind ourselves of Akedah's Yitzchak or that the fact we're being judged. Uh, the point of remembering the Akedah says Chinuch is in order to be Kweveh in our own minds that just like Yitzchak was Moshin Nefesh for Abbas Hashem, so we also want to be most nefesh and that way find favor in his eyes. And the din of Yovel was the din of the base din to blow Shafer and to, so to speak, bring into effect the din of the Yovel. The reason for it, he says, is that we know that the sound of the Shafer is moving to people. It's also a symbol of war. And therefore, even though it would be difficult for people to give up control of their servants who have been working for them for so many years, Therefore, in order to chazak people to do this and warn them about the mitzvah, they're obeying the shofar. And also, when one sees that everybody's doing the same thing and everyone's fulfilling the mitzvah, then it makes it easy for a person to become part of that greater group that have to do things on his own. And somebody needs to be assigned for their body. And when they had the shofar, they were then you for themselves, and that was a symbol. They were allowed to go free. The opinion of the Chinuch is that the Shafer of the Yevil, each Yachid would blow it even on Shabbos, as long as there was a time when Basin was sitting. And what needs to be blown with a kind of Shafer is the same as in Rosh Hashanah. Even though the Yevil starts in Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara says from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur, the slaves would remain in their owners' houses. However, they wouldn't be doing work anymore. They would be able to eat and drink and enjoy themselves, not be compelled to work. And when your keeper came and they blew the shofar, then the abode would leave and go return to their own homes. This mitzvah only applied when there was a yevil, and the yevil only applied, as we saw previously, when the entire Jewish people were living in Eretz Yisrael. If Basin did not fulfill this mitzvah, and didn't blow the shofar. Even if the slaves still went free and the fields returned to their owners, nevertheless, Basin would have been over on this mitzvah sasei. Mitzvah shin lamid base, and that's the mitzvah in the Kaddish. This shnas yevul the pasuk says clearly, "Vekidashtem v'shnas achamishim shana." A person has to makadish, sanctify the fiftieth year. And how one does that? And similar to Shvis. By making the fruit which grows that year, hefka, 
everyone who wants to is allowed to partake of it. And the second thing, which is unique to Yevil, is that all the slaves go free and all the world land returns to its original owners. The reason for the mitzvah is the same as the mitzvah we saw by Shmita, that it's a reminder for us that everything belongs to Hashem, and therefore, as a result, we'll accept His authority. The dinim of the mitzvah, just like activities to plow and plant and cultivate the ground, are forbidden during Shemitah, they're similarly forbidden during Yevon. The Lailach in counting the years is that after 49 years, seven sevens, then the following year, in the 50th year, is the Yevon, and only in the year following the Yevon, which means the 51st year, one starts again counting seven years towards the next Shemitah. This is a Machlokas in the Tanaim, but this is the way that I'm showing in Paskin. This mitzvah of Yevil only applies in Eretz Yisrael, as you saw in all Pai Yisrael are there. And it's, it seems that every year the base Nagadal would count the year, as you saw in the previous mitzvah. And when it came to the Yevil, then they would make a bracha and be Makadish the year, and a brother Shafer. And then afterwards each year could be brother Shafer for himself as well, so that way. The sound of the shaper would be heard the whole way throughout Eretz Yisrael. It finishes by saying that a person who did not keep the mitzvah of Yevil is deserving of an Oynish God, a big punishment, because it's like his kofar in the Chiddush of the world, as we saw, because these mitzvahs are reminders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being the creator and as being in charge of the world.